everybody. Brandon here for The Modest Solution. I'm Brandon Wood, as I just mentioned, being a little redundant. This early in the podcast is a good sign of things to come. The guy sitting to my proverbial other side is Jordan McDonald. J to the hey. Mac D. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you today? Doing well. Welcome back to the good old US of A. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back and an honor. Did you enjoy the EU? I did. You know, I went and bounced around a few different places over there, but uh, needless to say, there's this pervasive sense of freedom uh, that you get when you're back here. It's just simply being able to drive um, on any road, go wherever you want, yep. and it's faster and more convenient than public transportation. That's right. That's a win in my book. Indeed. <laughs> and um, if you guys are watching this, so this is episode 10, um, Jordan really sold me out on the last one and I was not involved. <laughs> Just kidding. George did not do that. I was I'm pretty sure invited, but probably in bed or I don't know, working. <laughs> when uh Jordan, Sarah, and Joe, um some yes. officers of the Mondo universe, uh, were on the show. How did you yes, like Sarah, that? Man? Just Sarah and I. Oh, Sarah just Sarah and, and you. Oh, so yeah. Joe was not. Joe yes. couldn't be bothered. He, he was present to provide support and um, mental support for me specifically because I, I often go off uh, the rails and uh, I need I need that when I'm live or being it. recorded. Off the rails? What's that like? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Speaking of public transportation, you hope it doesn't go off the rails. That's right. If it does, something has gone wrong. Although, have you seen there's some place where there's like a, like a, it's like a two or three car it, it's a light rail, but it actually goes over a road and then jumps back onto the thing. Let's find it for you. I forget where it is. It's like Norway or something. Like literally jumps. Well, it's not a, like a, like a Kobe <laughs> type of situation, but it's like it comes <laughs> off the tracks. Well, it goes on the road. And what? then goes back on the tracks. <laughs> so it's it's wheel. It has like rubber tires. Not I guess. Well, I don't anywhere. know. It's skateboard no. wheels. It's mostly skateboard and rollerblade <laughs> wheels. <laughs> yeah. Does it do a kickflip? I guess they, I have to ask. They that hand quick. you a, a heely shoe when you get on and they're like, okay, guys, at this point, you have to stick your leg out the door. <laughs> Just roll across. God, already off the rails. <laughs> uh, one more thing on this off the rails topic. While I was across the pond, um, we were thinking about trains and, and I will say this. It is harder than it seems to find train going off the rails crash sounds. There, really? there are plenty of videos, uh, yeah. but not a lot of sounds that were organically captured. And uh, I, I suppose that's a good thing. Oh, let's, yeah, I'm going to go with that. It just sounds like screaming. <laughs> yeah. And, and metal and yeah. 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 Death. <laughs> is the word. <laughs> just death. <laughs> yeah. That it. Uh, and I'll, I, I, so I was in Japan. I spent about six months in Japan um, uh, several years ago. And there, so there, speaking of trains, I wish we had like light rail a little more incorporated here. I mean, we do in Denver, right? The Colorado front range, but even here it's not as mature. Mm. Um, and I did live in New York and Manhattan for 10 or nine years. And there, I mean, it's obviously one of the most, uh, thorough, let's just say light rail systems in the world. But being in Japan, dude, they are like scheduled to the point that if they arrive at the station and they're supposed to leave the station at one fifty five, if they arrive at one fifty three, guess what? They're going to sit there for two minutes yeah. and they're never late. And if they're late, it means that somebody 
somebody's mental health went off the rails and they jumped in front of the train. Um, but it's way, way like New York City subway. What is it now? Three bucks, two seventy five. I don't know. But they're it's like they're different railroad systems. Hmm. So you'll be on like the Osaka Co or the Chuo line of the Osaka railway or whatever it is. And then you'll get on the JR, which is the Japan railways and they're owned by private or public mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. partnership stuff. And you have to pay for how far you're going. So yeah, it's much more expensive than it is in the three bucks or whatever it is in New York. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is great to have public transportation though. Uh, yeah. I will say when it works and as you're mentioning, in the UK, uh, a a bus or a train, it could arrive early, mm-hmm. and it's going to leave early. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good luck. <laughs> yeah, it's wait, wait, wait. I was here on time, and I couldn't catch it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love it. Good times. All right, I don't know how we got on public transportation. Oh, going off the rails. <laughs> how ironic is that? <laughs> Uh, won't be the first time. Uh, or so, is it the first time? Won't for, be the no. last. <laughs> for those of you that have not listened to the Mondo Solution before, one, go subscribe. What's wrong with you? How dare you have not already clicked that button so you have to look at our gorgeous faces? <laughs> mash it. Just mash it. Your melodious, the melodious tones, the dulcet tones, and the smooth sounds of Jordan McDonald. But anyway, but what we are is uh, we're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about, um, in the previous nine episodes, eight of which I can vouch for that ninth one. Mm. Um, <laughs> we talked all about marketing and, and yeah, look, we work for a marketing agency, right? That's a big part of what Mondo does is it's a huge, the bulk of what Mondo does. Um, and I'll, I'll say that, you know, we're not here to pitch you guys. So for those of you listening, you're like, Oh great. These guys are going to talk about it. We're not really, uh, if you want to have that conversation more than happy to get out your checkbook, write your phone number on it put a dot zero zero at the end and we're good to go. (laughs) So, but otherwise we're really here to talk about marketing in all its forms. We've done shows on the history of greeting cards. Was it? And and billboards and billboards. So and Valentine's day, we're not just a pretty face. (laughs) We know what we're talking about too. Um, and today, Jordan, what are we talking about? Yeah. You know, it is a hot topic in the industry in multiple different industries. And that is the, the advent of AI, uh, specifically as it pertains to marketing. Now, that being said, right. AI, I feel like it's been on the cusp of becoming, becoming reality for many, many, many years. Um, but here we are, and I'm still not sure it's truly on the cusp of becoming pervasive in everybody's life tomorrow, but actually maybe it already is. Right. But th- the question always comes down to, um, uh, I digress. I will save that thought for later. Well, uh, so w- w- this has been on the radar of many people, uh, for a long time. And we looked at AR, uh, augmented reality as a byproduct, or I guess, which is kind of spills out of AI. And so that we're clear on what that means. AI is artificial intelligence. Um, so we've seen kind of post-apocalyptic movies about this. It's literally the plot of, uh, you know, Terminator one, two, three, and generations or whatever it is anyway. But it's come to prominence in the broader public. I feel over the last mm, four months or so because of GPT three, and I will inevitably say it fast and make it sound like GBT, but I don't mean that it's GPT, which stands for generative pre, what is it? Generative pre-trained transformer. 
And what that means, Jordan, you're 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 way more tech knowledgeable than I am uh, in any space, but especially this one. But for those people that don't know what it what it is taking, essentially, it is taking the sum total of knowledge on the internets up to late 2021. That's correct. And it is kind of, it can generate in natural language or natural speech, however you want to put it, uh, in natural speech text. And it can do a lot of other things, right? It can also, it can generate images. If you say, you know, Jordan McDonald dunking on Michael Jordan, it's going to probably put a McDonald's wig on Michael Jordan and have him dunking on actual Michael Jordan and Jordan McDonald the guy right there won't have anything to do with it unfortunately he'll be in the stands like spilling his popcorn popcorn I mean fries that's right sorry so AI it's very interesting in the marketing space and I was talking to somebody about this today it's one of those things where people are already in the short time that GBT3 now 3.5 is being used uh, to manipulate some of marketing to the degree that even some people are saying that it could be a Google or SEO killer. I don't know that I agree with that, um, but it will certainly cause the those people like us, I guess, in that space to have to adapt a little bit more, right? I mean, what do you think? Yeah, there's so many angles uh, to approach this and specifically as it pertains to marketing as well. Um, the question really becomes, right, is it a Google killer, right? There's a number of fronts that Google is currently being assaulted uh, under, mm-hmm. right? It seems like there is bipartisan support for taking away their monopoly on Mm -hmm. the ad industry as it stands. Uh, So Google's facing this. At the same time, they're facing this uh, GPT, as you said, GPT 3.5, which is trained up until early 2022, actually. Did I say 20? Like five times. (laughs) Uh, But needless to say, um, Google is facing these headwinds uh, and Google is adamantly anti-AI generated content at the same time. Maybe that's because they're Currently, I'm sure they're able to detect some of it, but not all of it. I think if there was uh, a method for detecting it consistently and being able to flag it for the consumer, the user, the searcher's uh, viewpoint, uh, Google may lift that uh, that guideline that's against it. Uh, that that being said, right? How could this not be the wave of the future? How could it not? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes me think, I'm not sure if you've seen uh, that movie Megan that came out not too long ago. No. Um, uh, I'm not going to have any, uh, I'll try not to spoil anything, but if you sure. care about that movie, uh, maybe just skip like the next minute. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, uh, in broad strokes, there is a, a sentient creature, a being, a robot, not a, well, it depends on how you define being, but there's a robot that's created to kind of be the best um, friend for a child. Uh, and ultimately, it's created by humans, it's created in, you know, obviously, this is a gross generalization, but it's created in kind of the same way that ChatGPT is, right? It, it's a model that's been provided. Um, does any one human, does any group of humans understand fully how it works? I don't think so. I think there's an, a component to this uh, where you we're, we're trying to make this AI almost self-sufficient. You know, mm-hmm. like we we train it today, right? And sure, today it's only trained up to 2022 early, but 
that creates this issue where if it's not real time, where Google results results are real time, what's the benefit, uh, especially when you're you're getting data that's that's uh, that's false, uh, actually false. And with with Megan with this robot, it's like it you're creating this being that how much control do we really have over it, uh, and and ultimately, um, you know, what are the repercussions for creating something that goes off the rails, uh, yeah. so to speak? All right, it's it's kind of like children, not children. It's kind of like college kids or anybody, anybody uh, using Wikipedia as the end all be all source of facts. Uh, it, it, you know, it it maybe, maybe, <laughs> but it's it's probably not in many cases. Well, I mean, we've seen, <clears throat> and again. <clears throat> We could point to science fiction all day long, right? And then you have like the, what is it? Isaac Asimov's rules of robotics. We're effectively talking about robotics in as much as we mean a sentient entity, I guess. And so like, at what point is GPT 3.5? Is it aware of itself? Is it aware that it's this thing? You look at things like, uh, look, again, we're referring to post-apocalyptic apocalyptic fiction like Blade Runner or Ex Machina. Um, have you seen those guys? I have. Yeah. 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 I mean, and it's like, are you aware at what point does it kind of produce itself? And I think that it's, it's really interesting, especially when you look at <clears throat> talking points, which have been coming out of places like Davos, not to go down the conspiracy theory in in that zone, but they've made it very clear that they want the population of the earth to be much below 500 million. And the way to get there is by way of AI robotics and so on and so forth. And they make no bones about it. And that's fine. Um, I certainly have opinions on that sort of stuff, but at the end of the day, what we're talking about is creating things that can then create themselves. And that like, how do you stop it? I mean, if you're Dwight Schrute, you make a six foot long power cord and then stand seven feet away from it. So it just unplugs, but you know, uh, it'll be very interesting to see where it goes in search. I, I think that, you know, Jordan, you and I both saw, um, a couple things on it. And this one was this video that I know you've seen. Um, and the guy in it talks about, he goes, look, if, if Google was really that threatened by AI, they would just buy GBD 3.5. Um, they're, they're worth a trillion dollars. It's not like they can't buy it, right? Um, but that said, it's it, that same guy in that same video brings up another point. It's that how do, you know, there's already talk about watermarking mm-hmm. certain text. And how do you how do you go about that, right? I mean, I was, I was doing some chat GPT um, generating of like, I forget what it was. It was something random just to see what it would do. I was like, write 2,000 words about cutting curly hair. I don't know, whatever. And it does the thing. I forget if it's the Oxford comma where, where it goes space comma space, or if it's Oxford comma where it goes no space comma space next word. I I don't know, but it did that at the end of sentences. What does a watermark look like? Does that mean that Google somehow has an engine that is uh, effectively notating every single thing that's generated and then kind of going, Oh, well we run, ran this up against basically a digital fingerprint tool. And here's what we found. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting from a, from a creative side. The other thing that to consider is that it doesn't, I guess you can ask it to write in a voice, like a tone. You could say, Hey, tell me 2000 words about cutting curly hair the way that, uh, 
God, who uh, Russell Peters, you know, the comic, the role that Russell Peters would. I don't know what would happen there. I'd be very curious. I should actually do that. I'm going to do that while we sit here. Yeah. <laughs> um, because you, it, it's very sterile, right? The language is kind of like, it's very grammatically correct. But you, I think that part of it is that you're going to lose tone, which I exactly. think is very important, you know, if somebody's reading and digesting mm-hmm. long form content, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting for sure. Absolutely. I have obviously many, many thoughts on this. Uh, to your point on tone, I will take it a step back. Just the overview of writing in general. Some of the things that video mentioned, for instance, if you've used ChatGPT, you'll know that, um, well, you had to make an account, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and but once you've made that account, once you've logged in, you can, I, I'm not sure if you're limited on how many queries uh, you can put up with credits like you are with the, um, the OpenAI uh, art creation mm-hmm. uh, tool that I think they also, they also created. But that being said, uh, today, when you do a Google search, uh, people that are writing blogs, people that are writing articles, there is a tangible benefit to writing them with SEO strategies in mind. For instance, you know, uh, well, yeah, not for instance, but so the the bottom line is when you pick up an article, once you get through the top five layers of ads at the Google search results page, uh, you then have to scrub through, uh, wade through, you know, neck deep, pretty much just rubbish content, rubbish paragraphs and words. And uh, uh, we, I think as humans have been trained to automatically scroll down, no matter where you are, just, just scroll down for at least 10 seconds. Reflexive. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Uh, But needless to say, if all of this content that is currently prioritized, valued, um, encouraged by the Google entity that is our Google overlords, uh, you see this and you see the flip side at the moment with chat GPT, which is you get a quick answer, uh, from seemingly one source. Um, and it's not necessarily transparent where chat GPT is Mm. amalgamating that content from. But the point I'm trying to make here is that I believe uh, in some ways it's a better world for both the consumer and the marketer to live in that chat GPT only world. Mm -hmm. But that being said, uh, because they get results faster. Now the question is, are the results accurate? A B yes. Today, chat GPT is ad free, but uh, surely it can't uh, as with almost everything. This is not going to last forever. Chat GPT, regardless of this billion dollar investment, well, they're in talks for the billion dollar investment from Microsoft, uh, regardless of how that pans out, right? Surely, at some point, a company, unless you're Uber, has to start generating an actual profit. Um, and so, shade throw, Uber. Makes, <laughs> yeah, I did. Total, totally under Sorry. the bus. Um, I do miss the early days of yeah. Uber. Anyway, uh, but that, yeah, so my point is, right, like ultimately, ChatGPT is going to have to make money one day. Today, it's just using all of us to help you know, train it in a way, uh, to see what the most popular searches are. Uh, but ultimately I, maybe this is a pessimistic point of view. You'll, you should, you should tell me your thoughts on it, but I think ultimately there's going to be a day where maybe, maybe it's still better than Google search results, uh, as it stands today for marketers and 
consumers, but there's there's got to be ads at some point. Maybe. <clears throat> I mean, I think that more and more we're looking at things that are decentralized, uh, wherein <clears throat> the... Uh, I, I think that because at some point it's going to take so much computing power, not just like server space and things like that, it could, in order to keep it free and keep it decentralized, it could use each of our devices as a node, right? In order to power it by by way of that. And it could kind of be an opt-in. I mean, obviously then you're kind of, there's an enemy at the gates situation, potentially. letting people in the door, but I don't know. I think it'll be interesting too, because they, they have to make money. I think that I'm very leery of seeing companies that we know are nefarious for a fact, like Microsoft, um, donating big things like that. I don't really trust that if I'm being very honest with you. Um, so I, I think there's more power in decentralization but again, like if you get somebody who's smart enough to kind of like back, I mean, it wouldn't be unlike crypto, right? So Jordan's computer generated these three words out of a thousand or what? I mean, that's a stupid example, but I think there's something to that. There's also security in that because when those machines go offline, you know, you effectively lose that, but I'm sure there's always going to be a freemium version maybe. Um, yeah, and and I'll say so. You're talking about living in both, uh, well, purely in a GPT generated world or in a world of between. I so I've written a couple things using that, or I'm in the process of writing one. Actually, let me tell you what it's called because I I wrote it in another AI tool that I won't really name right now, um, <clears throat> and it is called uh, "How to Start a Campfire." So I know how to start a campfire, but I really wanted content based on it. And I went through and kind of wrote it. It's not a super huge article. I want to say it's like, uh, I'll tell you how big it is in here in a second. Um, like a thousand words, 1500 words, something like that. And, uh, 543 words. And I went through and I was like, oh, well, this is a little short. I feel like because GPT is only pulling information that it already has. So if the information doesn't exist in a consumable form, I guess it, how do we define a consumable form is different. But I think the value in that lies in, like you said, Jordan, speeding up the research of some of those things um, because it allows me to go in. I, I could write an article about how to build a campfire easily, but I use this as kind of an example. It took me three minutes to generate that article. And then I put it into another tool and go through and edit it for tone, for accuracy, because I also, when I'm writing copy, I write the way that I speak. And we all know that I am very brief when I speak. I'm not long and winded and wordy at all. Well, everybody, (laughs) I think that the uh, recording engine that we were using was like, Brandon is about to tell us literally the definition of long-winded while extolling the virtues about how he's not long-winded and shut down. So, welcome back, Jordan. Wow, wow, wow. I did a tragic thing. Uh, It's not the... (laughs) From The Price is Right, you know. I'm just saying. By the way, do you know that that show basically is all revenue it's crazy i heard a podcast about game shows fascinating oh yeah oh yeah yeah i'll send it to you yeah yeah please do (laughs) you know i have to warn you though i think the guidelines of this recording engine 
We just brushed up against them. I think it's had enough of your nonsense. The AI system detected you were about to say something far too many shenanigans. Uh, and we're not in a pursuit right now. So I think you far, need to refer. Far too many shenanigans. So, all right, well, I'll do this. Uh, so we're talking about GPT-3 and all this stuff, right? And one of the things that, uh, again, this video that you and I both watched has to do with SEO. So for those of you that may not know, and many of you listening probably know what SEO is or... If you're not in the marketing space, think you know what SEO is. SEO is not simply writing a bunch of articles with a bunch of keywords stuffed into it. That is, in fact, called keyword stuffing, and it won't really get you very far because Google is smarter than that. Um, but one of the things that's interesting is that SEO is is a broader marketing technique, right? Some people look at it as, oh, I have a backlink. Oh, my site is well organized. Oh, I put in meta tags. Congratulations on all those things. They are all part of SEO but they are not SEO. Um, so being that it is a technique where if I'm putting it, I guess in simple terms, it is where an individual or an agency manipulates search results on Google, which or Bing, I mean, or whatever the native search thing for uh, uh, Internet Explorer, which by the way, still makes up like 10% of all internet usage, which... Good Lord. This is the same people that keep the phone book and use it. Um, it's the best browser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so SEO is a technique. And I think that this guy, and Jordan, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that this this guy in this video that we were both watching, what he was doing is kind of saying, well, how can you manipulate something that already knows the answer? And I feel like if we take <clears throat> a client of ours, so I was talking to somebody who will be a client of ours here in a few weeks, um, they're in the, the heating and air conditioning space. And I was talking to him and, uh, earlier today and it, it was interesting because they're, they're saying, well, I don't, I'm in this particular zip code, but my, I'm not showing up and this is happening and this is happening. Well, if you ask Google, if, if you ask GPT-3, what is the best heating and air conditioning repair company in Longmont, Colorado, the city I live in? Well, GPT-3, my, actually, I should do that. It would be interesting because it'll give you an answer, but, but what's it based on? There are easily 20 different heating and air conditioning repair companies in Longmont. So how does it disseminate what's right? So even at its root function... GPT-3 is only going to be able to pull from existing data. So it is still going to be up to the marketers to provide that data or the individual companies, but don't do it yourself, hire us um, to, to make sure that that data is out there. And there has to be some scale because not all heating and air companies in Longmont are created differently, either relative to their service offering, their expertise, or quite frankly, even the amount of energy, see money that they put into marketing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I don't really, I understand what that guy was saying, mm -hmm. but it, it seems that GPT-3 in terms of saying who's the best is going to still have to base that off of an existing data set. Maybe it's Google My Business or some review mm -hmm. engine like that. It, 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 this is an excellent point. And it, any topic I think really comes down to truth and yep. what is truth. And I think that question exists regardless of 
mm-hmm. ChatGPT's existence in the world, uh, even today. Uh, if you take Amazon and Amazon reviews, right, uh, we know that a huge percentage of them, uh, I don't have stats right here, but we know that a percentage of them, a non-insignificant percentage, is made up by, by bots uh, that are either trying to completely destroy the competition and thereby putting uh, fake reviews up or the opposite. But either way, even though in many instances there's a tag that indicates this user uh, purchased this product or didn't purchase the product, which should give me, the consumer, trying to buy Jordan's pencils, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, wait, you know, wait, this guy's trashing my pen, or this guy's trashing Jordan's pencils. Why would I buy these pencils? Um, oh, wait, yeah, he didn't, he's not an actual buyer. That should tip me off to say, hey, uh, human, use your brain. Let's think here. Is this, should I even consider this as valid feedback when I'm making a purchasing decision? Yep. Um, and you would like to think that yes, uh, each person is going to take the care and the time to do so. Uh, I think we know the truth. People get in a rush. They want to buy a product. They see amazing stars or really terrible stars. And that's yeah. whether that's Amazon or whether that's on Google maps, uh, Google, my business, Google business profile, as it's now called, mm-hmm. uh, that's it's going to have a direct impact. Uh, so that being said, if Chad GPT is basing uh, in this in this hypothetical, what's the best HVAC company, right? Well, if it's scouring the non real time data it has and it's using Google business profile, Google maps results, Bing maps results and those uh, subsequent pertinent reviews uh, and those metrics, is it is it going to intervene right is is right is it going to say hey actually i think um google didn't catch this as spam that and for that reason it's still a review that's showing on the site as chat gpt is um, right is the ai going to take the onus of of intervening and scrubbing that dubious perhaps clear in other cases review from the results to give you something that's quote more truthful or, more accurate or at least revealing potential uh bias or lack thereof or kind of like com- incomplete information so while i was or while you started talking there i actually asked chat gpt and i said what is the best here and i'll read you the answer because it's not very long what is the be- this is what i put in uh, <clears throat> what is the best heating and air conditioning spelled out repair company in Longmont, Colorado? The answer was, is the answer is I am not able to recommend a specific company as the quote best close quote heating and air conditioning repair company, in Longmont, Colorado, as it can vary depending on individual needs and experiences. It is best to research and read multiple uh, reviews of multiple companies and possibly even get quotes from a few before making a decision. It may also be helpful to check if a company is licensed, insured, and has a good reputation in the community. So it it yes. acknowledges its bias or mm. inability to give you an unbiased decision (laughs) but that's kind of like and i completely forget the 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 subtleties of the plot in like ex machina Uh, um but that is the machine acknowledging itself to some degree right yes i i don't 
specifically remember either. Yeah. The details now I'm going to go watch Ex Machina. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because yes. that's why I, I see like that. I mean, kudos, you know, but I, but I also know <clears throat> that it's not always correct. It doesn't acknowledge everything. I think it's when it's expedient, it does. And I, I, I should pull up a couple of examples maybe we'll do that at a different time um because it does in the way of certain um let's just say political figures if you say hey what what do you think about this did this person do anything good or bad or indifferent or whatever if if the overwhelming kind of plurality of the information on the internet speaks to that person doing good or bad if you ask it the opposite of that it's going to show its bias without acknowledging it because it's simply scraping data so if it does that and and this answer that we just saw is the consistent one and it goes oh well you know best is a tough thing i could also say i guess if i were to enter and say give me the five five top rated heating and air conditioning repair companies in longmont maybe that would do it because lists are actually a really creative and good thing to use with that um yeah, it's interesting that it acknowledged its own bias. That's good. It is. It is today. Mm, yeah. Right. To, today. I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't think I'm alone here. I think there's a reason so many people search uh, when I'm looking for whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, best, whatever, best camera, best pencil for X, for mm-hmm. Y purpose, right? I, I, <laughs> I don't think it's just me. I think there's something like inherently human. We want this world that's at our fingertips. Uh, surely somebody else has done the research uh, and, and we want that. We want that information now, of course. Uh, once you get a couple of those lists, you can do your own comparison yep. and seek out reviews as you should. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and oftentimes there are parallels. Uh, of course, you never know if some of these websites that are top ranking are somehow related to each other uh, in the back end, right? Uh, so yes. there's always an element of having your perspective skewed. That is kind of the price we pay for using these services subconsciously. Uh, that being said, um, it also begs the question, which is totally totally pertinent to all of this uh in the world we live in it's not like uh it's not like it was 20 30 years ago where you could go to a store uh, in many cases it is still this way but you could go to a store and you could you could try out uh, not just clothing but uh you could feel the differences between these eight guitars or these three cameras yes there are still some places where you can do this uh and certainly some more so in certain geographic locations than others. Uh, but I, I would argue that is becoming harder and harder. So we have to depend on the internet. Uh, we have to depend on YouTube videos, chat GPT results, uh, Google search pages uh, to, to you know have a chance at finding the product or service that is the best fit for our needs mm-hmm. and inevitably it's going to be incomplete uh, I, I'm not sure I'm not sure that argument right there holds up with my dichotomous relationship example right even if you could go to a store it would be incomplete because there's no way any one store could have all the guitars that may be right for you uh, or all the cameras you know in currently in production that are that are uh, meaningful and relevant um, 
so I guess that's a long-winded way. Oh, oh, we didn't get we didn't get cut <laughs> off. All right, I was <laughs> wondering if that was the word that's going to trigger. Uh, but long-winded way of saying, no matter. It, this is just a, a personal opinion that I'm expressing, obviously. But no matter what the advances are, it seems that it's always up to the human to to be human and think critically. Uh, otherwise, uh, right, buyer beware. But so many, uh, yes, agreed. But what's interesting, though, a couple things. One, <clears throat> so many people today, it seems, kids these days, it seems that so many people today are accepting of information if it comes from sources which align with their values so they're they just will not we saw this over covid people go well <clears throat> if a democrat said it must be right if a republican said it must be right if a democrat said it must be wrong if a republican said it must be wrong and then they just don't they're they put up blinders and i mm. think that it, the increasing confirmation uh, bias yeah right. the increasing amount that we rely on technology to not just be entertainment or give us information but to form and hand us our opinions the more that's gonna come up but at the end of the day what that's creating i think is stupid people it's really creating people who are uninformed and are not, not able to think critically i mean you said people that think critically yes i agree but i think that that also could evolve out of us you know, I mean, you've seen, <laughs> you want to talk about a movie, Wally, -E, where at the end, these people are essentially amorphous blobs rolling around on a wheelchair that just takes them wherever they want to go because they don't have to exercise or anything like that. We're kind of on the way there. Um, and so, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think there is this element of that where people will just rely on that. But at some point, what will happen in my opinion, is that it will stagnate our thinking and then it will be pulling on data and historical points that are so old or so outdated. And I, and I say old and outdated in the current context where it, you know, an idea message or whatever goes around the world in a matter of seconds. Um, so old could be a year, you know, whereas a thousand years ago, old meant, 300 years or whatever it is. But I think that those old ideas will be so old and outdated that we'll eventually just stagnate as a species. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little bit, what's the word? Alarmist. Alarmist? I just see it as kind of like, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. Uh, well, so let me say this too. The uh, That's what makes tracking code so important. Because if you're telling this code, you, Jordan, me, Brandon, we as individuals are telling Google, Facebook, Chrome, which we're both on right now, we're telling this device what we think, what we search for, what we like, what we're signed into, so on and so forth. And then that's gleaning data across the socials and search and whatever. It's gleaning data from all these places and effectively building this profile so that those answers can be biased, but they can be biased in your favor. But again, then you never see anything that challenges your conceptions. And I think that if we follow that pathway forward, I don't know, man, you follow that pathway forward until you just breed out creative thought, you know, and maybe I'm being too black pilled on that, I guess, you know, it is, it, it is a little uh, fatalistic. Um, but that being said, I do want to touch upon something that you're mentioning here. And it's, sure. it's this, it's this notion of, um, I'll phrase it like this. So it has been said 
that there are no new ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't know who I'm misquoting, but it's somebody. Sure. Uh, right. Like it, all these concepts that uh, sure. Are there new tall technologies that have emerged that didn't exist a year ago, 10, 50 years ago? Of course, of course there's new technology and there's new uh, scientific processes mm-hmm. and methods and approaches and uh, potentially even elements, you know, scientific elements that were undiscovered. Uh, so sure. Are there going to be new those things? Absolutely. But in in the vein of of writing and copy, as we call it, right? I believe that uh, there's <laughs> there's only so many. I mean, it's there's uh, a finite number of pairings of words that go together. And I, I'm not saying uh, us as a species have exhausted all of the grammatically correct, you know, sensibly uh, correct pairings or structures or algorithmically generated content. I, I'm not sure if we've hit that threshold yet. Uh, that being said, it begs the question, right? If this system uh, today, ChatGPT is trained on data. The goal is that it will be trained in real time mm-hmm. so that it is more useful constantly. Uh, so if we project ourselves into that future where it's real time scrubbing the latest information uh, and we pair that with the concept of fewer and fewer people are actually doing their own writing. If anything, they're uh, there's this uh, there's this middle period where people are using chat GPT to get themselves uh, and their content off the ground and then they're editing editing it as you mentioned and yep. adding their tone back into it right but I, I think the trend is probably uh, obviously this is all pure speculation but sure. right today people are using chat GPT and maybe they are maybe they are editing editing it and then in the middle they're adding their tone back in but in the perhaps not so near or not so distant in the near future uh, right if there's fewer and fewer organic copy being created mm-hmm. and chat GPT and AI is simply using what it already is, then inevitably the usefulness of its real-time training uh, ostensibly will only shrink. Uh, right. So so it's it's kind of like dooming. It's it, it, yeah, this is this is totally pessimistic, but it's kind of dooming uh, uh, copy the species as a as a art generating in the form of writing thing if you if well, you see what i mean there i don't know i, I do and i i think that well i mean you we uh, you may have heard i've heard on certain podcasts and publications things like that where people go uh, at some point we won't we'll just be able to communicate almost telepathically and again this is kind of again like you're saying speculation but is it because think about it <clears throat> If we look to even when Neanderthal in, uh, met, and I'm going to be getting, if you're an anthropologist, don't send me an email. I don't care. I'm just throwing this out there. But do but, like and subscribe. All right. But yeah, exactly. Like, please. But when Neanderthal met up with Denovians, met up with Homo erectus, met up with Homo sapien, I'm pretty sure I just mixed metaphors across about a trillion years. Um, when those creatures which are completely subspecies of i guess homo sapien or no homo sapiens is but 
hominid humans anyway when they came together they didn't have a language that you can speak you can see body language of people if you've ever been to the club and you go in there and it's all loud and this has been 20 whatever years since i've been in the club and you go in and it's super loud and you're going to talk to a young lady and you're like hey and she's like what you're like hey she's like what and then you just hold up your hand and you go buy me a beer and by the way for those of you listening i realize the incongruity of me making motion gestures but you make like the can i buy you a beer sign with your hands or whatever that is and this is what i'm saying it's like we communicate without those things so while i agree with you that there are only a, there are finite in english there are finite combination of words um a language itself evolves you know we say talk about don't ending a sent don't end a sentence with a preposition for instance well that's that's made up it's true in current grammatical styling but it's not necessarily a law somewhere there's no reason you can't go well then if period <laughs> you just can't do that so um with that said people don't always communicate like that there's actually a video that i will send you when we're done um and it's Eddie Redmayne. Do you know who that is? I don't. So Eddie Redmayne is an actor who was in, oh, oh uh, The Theory of Everything, the Stephen Hawking movie. Mm-hmm. He played Stephen Hawking. And he's a brilliant actor. And he did this thing, I think it was Vanity Fair. And it's uh, one of the most, one of the most brilliant acting things. And I'm not saying that I'm like, you know, Siskel and Ebert over here, just Siskel. Um, <laughs> one of the most brilliantly acted things and it's where uh, Vanity Fair I think came to him and it's on YouTube and they go hey can you do this scene from Breakfast at Tiffany's Audrey Hepburn right great movie and I'll show it to you before before we hang up when we stop the show I'll send it to you so because I'm curious if you're your uh, view of it and you watch him just transform and he's using this line that is done, oh, but it's the Monday blues and all this stuff that they say in Breakfast at Tiffany's. And what's fascinating fascinating about it is that I would challenge anybody to look at him and use words and any combination to describe his mood, tone, all of those things. So at some point, where does language begin to go bye-bye? And again, like to your part of your point anyway, it will just ultimately diminish. I mean, we already see this in our physical stature, like um, because we place, well, we can see the drop in testosterone, testosterone in men. There's a reason that that takes place. It's not, well, part of it's probably seed oils and crap like that. But the other part is that people don't need to be as masculine because if you are familiar with the Strauss Hauer generational theory, we're in the uh, weak men make hard times hard times make good men we're kind of in that area somewhere before the good men show up again and by the way for those of you that are going to send notes i mean men as in the species of man so pull it out your butt um (laughs) that was a bit harsh Uh, but i think that we're at that spot where these our health is declining we don't we don't struggle enough we don't lift heavy things enough and that's certainly not to say that you don't or i don't we don't challenge ourselves but many many people are falling into that trap and there's there's a diminishment of us as a as a i don't even say it as a society is not true i think it's as a species um so i I think it'll be interesting because i there's this other cartoon meme that i saw 
I'll have to find it for you because it's like these guys and they're worshiping the sun and then they go, well, we, we use the sun to create this thing. And then, and then the sun explodes and destroys the earth. And then we're back to boy. And it's basically, it goes through the cycle of, we start as sun worshipers and then we kind of evolve to more technical and technical things. And then we have solar stuff and then we're, we're right back to worshiping the sun again. And then we're destroyed because the sun destroys the earth and we're going, Oh, Oh mighty sun. And then the sun destroys again. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that was a salient thought <laughs> or collection of thoughts. <laughs> I yeah, uh, it took me a while for all that to sink in there. Uh, yeah, if, sorry. If you hadn't noticed. So to build upon this, yes, sir. You're absolutely right. Maybe there is this this future that, as the diminishment of our copy writing abilities proceeds and it dovetails into this emergent you know uh yeah uh, you know this this emergent world where we're able to communicate in another means for instance as you're saying right so much of our communication is nonverbal uh, yes. and but I, I think there's there's a huge component to however we're communicating on the receiver well on both sides mm -hmm. on the on the one speaking and the one receiving where it essentially boils down to chem I'm, I'm no I'm no scientist but I feel like it boils down to chemicals inside of uh, our brains right like how we how we react well of course it's all built upon our personal experiences and everybody is a unique snowflake there's no doubt about that um, uh, but my point is like maybe there's this future uh, where yes and chat GPT ushers it in where we no longer need to be masters of writing. We just have implants in each of our brains. We don't even have to open our eyes anymore except to worship the sun. Uh, and we can, we can just, <laughs> we can just talk by, you know, like, you know, like I, I'm chatting with you and uh, I'm telling you something like super boring, but I hit the dopamine release button on your mm -hmm. brain and all of a sudden you're enjoying it. I'm like, yes, yeah. this is great. This, this, uh, right. But well, th that opens up a whole other can of worms, but perhaps, perhaps chat GPT is doing the world a huge favor by yep. by ushering in ostensibly the end of copy as we know it in the sense of a art craft yes um, yeah maybe it'll be interesting so uh kind of as we wind up a little bit i want to show you this <clears throat> so this is the uh, the cartoon and so uh if you could we can put this i guess in show notes or something like this sure. so it, this is called the circle of ai life at the top left and it's like six frames it says Humanity researches AI. Humanity perfects AI. AI perfects itself. AI <laughs> enslaves humanity, causes us to build pyramids. Uh, solar flare disables AI. And then humanity worships the sun god. And then we're right back at like literal square one. I don't know. I think that, I think, you know, it's very interesting. We, we look at these things as, destructive forces and, and if you watch have you watched by the way on netflix the um graham hancock what's it called oh god there's a whole series you should watch it it's on netflix and they talk about <clears throat> this um the younger dryas impact theory 
Um, and we talk about it's where the Great Flood came from. And look, there there's certainly people that are probably listening to this who go, oh, the Great Flood is a biblical myth. It's BS. Guess what, guys? It's not just in the Bible. And in fact, the Bible is only one instance of that. It is across the globe in cultures that are thousands of th- thousands of years before we even thought that uh, humans were around. So um, within that, I think that there's always these from this dis- from destruction from sometimes kind of the tearing down comes the building up and maybe this is it i think that people will stop learning to write and then at some point it'll be a novelty where you can pull out a pen and make lines on a page that form your name and then it'll be Illegal. an art form to oh. be able to write in cursive which thanks mrs yates in second grade <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think you're right. It, it'll be interesting. I, I think we're, I mean, yeah. look, like you said, we're just speculating, but from a marketing perspective, I think that, I don't know. I think some people are going to figure out some cool applications and then I think they will be met with a swift end, but um, because we can't just, yeah, all the marketing agencies will rise up. <laughs> It'll be like an army of nerds. What's up? <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yes. I digress. Sorry. You continue. <laughs> no, I mean, really, Ryan, not to get too holistically mm-hmm. uh, approachive. That's not a word to this whole thing, but uh, you should right, ask AI that, if it's a word. <laughs> yes. And when it will be a word, right? At, That's right. At what rate uh, do I have to inject this uh, organically? Yes. into all of my SEO and my clients SEO pages to get this oh, word to, to become a thing. I love it. But, uh, that being said, right. Like, so we can't predict the future. As far as I know, uh, we can certainly see what's going on in the present, but regardless, just as that, uh, that comic that you shared mm-hmm. encapsulates, uh, well, it doesn't encapsulate it, but it begs the question. If all of these things happen, really, the only thing we really have any control over is here in the present in the current. Yep. And it's about enjoying the journey. So no matter, no matter where we are in this cycle, uh, whether it's beknownst to us or not, uh, we, we have to operate in the now. There's no other choice. Uh, oh, of course we should, we should, <laughs> I'm not saying we should never plan or, or try to try to prepare for the future unseen calamities, but yeah. Uh, uh, and I, I think I, I agree with you. And, and when it comes down to those things, one of the biggest things to kind of bring it back to marketing a little bit, one of the biggest things uh, that's the most powerful things in marketing is word of mouth. And so even in our case where we're talking about the digital aspect, digital aspect is just how we disseminate opinions, right? It's still going to be based on word of mouth. Jordan says, Brandon, where's a great sushi restaurant? I go, oh, right over here. You should check it out. Well, you may just go there. But you're more likely to go, hey, Brandon said this is good. I wonder what other people say. Okay, cool. And it's close enough, but close by enough. I'm going to go over there. And that's effectively digital word of mouth. Um, social media started as that. And I guess to a large degree still is when we're not yelling at each other about haircuts or whatever. Um, but I think that that's where things go is that marketing is more and more awareness no matter how much you we try to manipulate the different tools and use them it's awareness but at the end of the day if you don't have expertise to back up those things 
people will tell you about it. I mean, that's why reviews are so important these days. And so I think it's important. I go to networking events every week and I think it's important to do that um, because you meet people, you reach people who are partner, could be potential partners with you, could refer you business, you could refer them business. Um, But if you don't have your ability to talk to people effectively uh, nailed down, then you're going to lose. Ultimately, you might see short-term success. Um, And so all of these things with marketing, I mean, can you imagine seeing somebody who's, we were picking on HVAC, somebody's marketing on their air conditioning, heating repair website is on point. Their Facebook is on point. Their Google reviews are fantastic. And then you meet them in person and it's somebody who's just bought all that stuff. They literally rank and rented their way into your heart and then they show up and they are like, oh, you didn't mean a window unit air conditioner? I'm just here to change the filter, plug that in for you. You'd be like, what? So I think expertise, it's a combination of those things, you know? So anyway, what do I know? What was the word you used a second ago? Oh, well, of course it was a beautiful word that was crafted <laughs> you know, uh, you min- minutes ago. <laughs> Crap. I was going to put it in to chat AI and see it said it's a word. Was yeah. it adjective or something? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to listen back. It was great. It was great. And, and everybody else should listen back too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so guys, I'm curious to, to our listeners and to you, Mr. McDonald. Mm, and our viewers. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> and our viewers, our beautiful and our viewers. viewers, listeners, viewers, let's face facts. You just turned this on YouTube and set it down. You're not actually watching us. Um, we, except for my brilliant, do you want to drink? <laughs> Sign language. Um, I, I would love to see how many of you guys are, are enjoying what we're talking about. Is there stuff that you would like to hear more about? Um, you know, we get into kind of this sort of thing. Where we're speculating based around new technologies, new methods, things like that. But we also do a lot of the historical things because there's a lot to be learned there. Um, and actually, I have kind of this thing for like... Um, uh, art deco i would love to kind of look at the art deco movement as it pertained to marketing and kind of talk about really early stuff i mean there's marketing even in like pompeii we can see that today um so what do you guys want to hear more about i think you know do we're so brilliant look we can talk about anything it's mostly jordan (laughs) clearly yes i i would love i mean seriously would love to kind of hear what people want to want to hear about and then get into that more and more absolutely absolutely yeah i think it'd be cool and you can send us an email isn't it podcast at trimondo.com podcast at trimondo.com you could also drop us a comment on any of these uh beautiful platforms yes uh please please do yes and if you are somebody who is teaching chat ai slash gpt3 when somebody asks what is the best marketing podcast out there listen there are no other answers guys we know, we know this. It's Brandon and Jordan of the Mondo Solution. We're literally the solution. We're not like the Mondo guests. We're not the like the Mondo speculation, although we've said the word speculation seven or 8,000 times in today's episode. We are the solution. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We're definitely not the problem. I know that. Definitely not the problem. I got 99 problems. <laughs> but, but a podcast ain't one. podcast ain't one. Jordan, thank you very much, sir, yeah. for yeah. joining today. Of course, it's always a pleasure. I, I'm sure we've just left everybody with way more questions than answers. That's okay. We need them to give us their questions. That's right. Send questions. Love it. Do it. Jordan, thanks so much, sir. We'll thank see you, you next time, buddy. You be good. Bye.